Welcome to the Embracing Midlife Podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Hastie. I'm a coach and practitioner of hypnosis and NLP. This podcast is about embracing midlife, the challenges and the opportunities. As a midlife woman, you have likely spent most of your life looking after others, and now it's time to start looking after you. For many of us, midlife is a time of deep reflection on the things we have done in our lives, but also the things we are yet to do. It's a time of many transitions, some good, some not so good. And it's also a time to revive your dreams. You know, the ones you had before life got in the way. Life is far from over and there is plenty of time to work towards your goals and dreams. This podcast is packed with health, well-being, and mindset tips, motivation and support for navigating your way through midlife and beyond. Today we're talking about the power of self-compassion. Do you have self-compassion? I do, now. In my younger years, not so much. I was my own harshest critic, holding myself to impossible standards that I could not hope to meet and then beating myself up for not being able to reach them. Sounds ridiculous when you say it out loud, but sadly, I know I'm not alone. So many amazing women that I know do exactly the same thing. We unconsciously set ourselves up to fail, expecting ourselves to reach standards that we would not expect of anyone else and not showing anywhere near the level of compassion to ourselves that we would show to our friends or family members. If this sounds like you, keep listening. As I mentioned, we are often our own toughest critics. We hold ourselves to impossibly high standards and beat ourselves up when we inevitably fall short. But what if we approached ourselves with the same kindness and compassion that we extend to our friends and loved ones? Self-compassion is a powerful tool that can transform the way we live our lives. So what is self-compassion and what isn't? self-compassion. So self-compassion is the practice of treating ourselves with kindness, understanding and acceptance, even in times of failure or struggle. It is not the same as self-esteem. Self-esteem involves evaluating ourselves positively based on our achievements or attributes. Instead, self-compassion involves recognising our common humanity, so the fact that we're human, and accepting ourselves for who we are, what's and all. Self-compassion is not a form of self-indulgence or self-pity. Instead, it involves acknowledging our pain and suffering with a sense of mindfulness and composure. It means being present with our emotions without judging them or trying to push them away. By cultivating self-compassion, we can break free from the cycle of self-criticism and learn to embrace our imperfections with love and acceptance. Sounds wonderful, doesn't it? Stay with me, I'm gonna give you some tips on how to do this later on. So research has shown that self-compassion can have a wide range of benefits for our mental health, relationships, and overall well-being. Here are just a few of the ways that practicing self-compassion can transform your life. So. It helps us develop greater resilience. 
So self-compassion can help us bounce back from setbacks and challenges with greater ease. When we approach ourselves with kindness and understanding, we're less likely to get stuck in feelings of self-doubt or shame. Instead, we can acknowledge our mistakes and our failures with a sense of perspective and move forward with renewed motivation and resilience. Studies have also found that self-compassion can reduce symptoms of anxiety, depression and stress. Once again, by treating ourselves with kindness and understanding, we can create a sense of safety and security within ourselves. This can help us feel more grounded and centered, even in the midst of difficult emotions or situations. It can help us break free from negative thought patterns and self-criticism and develop a more positive and supportive inner voice. This can help us feel more confident and resilient in the face of life's challenges. It can also help increase our motivation. When we are overly critical of ourselves, we may feel demotivated or discouraged from pursuing our goals. After all, what's the point if you're just gonna fail anyway? And if you're telling yourself that, then you're not gonna be very motivated. So self-compassion can actually increase our motivation and drive to exceed. And it all comes down to approaching ourselves with that kindness and support we can tap into our inner resources and find the courage to take risks and pursue our dreams. If we're not seeing everything as a failure and if we're seeing these as learning experiences and we're kind to ourselves and let us have those experiences, we're gonna have a better experience overall. Self-compassion can also have a profound impact on our relationships with others. When we approach ourselves with kindness and understanding, we're more likely to extend that same kindness and understanding to those around us. This can create a sense of empathy and connection that can deepen our relationships and make them more fulfilling. So self-compassion can also increase our capacity for empathy and compassion towards others. Recognising our own vulnerabilities and struggles can help us approach our relationship with others with greater compassion and kindness. So that all sounds great, but how do you actually do this? So if you're new to the practice of self-compassion, it can be challenging to know where to start. Here are some practical tips and techniques to help you build this into your daily life. Number one, practice self-kindness. Treat yourself with the same kindness and understanding you would offer to a friend or a family member or even a stranger for that matter. Practice speaking to yourself in a gentle and supportive tone. For example, instead of saying, you idiot, why did you do that? We might say, it's okay, everyone makes mistakes sometimes. What can I learn from this experience? And when you think about it, even though you might say to yourself, you idiot, why did you do that? If your friend came to you and had done exactly the same thing, you wouldn't say that to them. You would, you would say the second one, you know, everyone makes mistakes sometimes. And you might say, all right, okay, well, you've learnt from that. How are you gonna be different moving forward or something like that? You wouldn't just, you know, put them down and be mean to them. And yet we do it to ourselves all the time. So it's practicing treating ourselves with the same respect that we treat others. Number two, embrace imperfection recognizing that everyone makes mistakes and that failure is a natural part of the learning process. 
So instead of beating yourself up for your mistakes, practice self-acceptance and forgiveness. If you haven't already, have a listen to episode 18 of this podcast, which talks about progress, not perfection, and embracing a growth mindset. And that might give you some more tips as well. Number three, practice mindfulness. Now, I talk about this all the time. So be present in the moment and accept your thoughts and feelings without judgment. This can help you become more aware of your own needs and and desires. And I did do a separate podcast on mindfulness as well. And I'll put the link in the show notes for that as well. Okay, number four, take care of yourself. So practicing self-care and prioritizing your own well-being. This can include getting enough sleep, eating a healthy diet, engaging in regular exercise or or physical activity. Um, Because that's another way of being kind to yourself. Okay, and a little bonus tip for you. Actually, it's probably the biggest tip of all. While this is all great, the first step is actually awareness. Becoming aware of our self-talk and how we treat ourselves is the key to changing it. And when I say aware, I mean coming coming from a place of curiosity rather than judgment. So you're not judging how you're talking to yourself. You're just noticing it and going, hmm, I wonder why I do that. Or, you know, how can I change that? Curiosity, not judgment. And if this is the first time that you're hearing about self-compassion, you might be interested but think, well, well, that's really not enough information. I really need some more. So I will um, put some links to some resources in the show notes. But here's a few recommendations that might get you started. So um, there is a quiz by Kristen Neff and um, that's, it's a self-compassion quiz and I've put the link in there for you. And you can do that and just see where you're at to start with. She also has a book called Self-Compassion, The, power, the Proven Power of Being Kind to Yourself. Um, and she's done a lot of research and she goes through that in the book. Now, I've only just started listening to this on as an audio book and it's, it's quite good. I've done a lot of this work, so a lot of it's not new to me, but if this is the first time you're hearing about it, it would be probably, probably be a really good starting point. She also has um, a workbook that you can work through. And Tara Brack also has a book called The Radical Acceptance and it's called, uh, it's Embracing Your Life with the Heart of a Buddha. So I haven't read this one, it's on my list, but I haven't read it yet. But I am aware of her meditation process that she has. It's called RAIN, so R-A-I-N, which stands for Recognize, Allow, Investigate and Nurture. And that's quite a a nice meditation practice. Um, And speaking of meditation practices, you can go on and I'll talk about Insight Timer and Headspace and Calm and all those sort of apps all the time. they will have, if you just search self-compassion, that will come up with meditations and mindfulness exercises that can help you. I myself don't have a recorded hypnosis or meditation on that at the moment, but if you're interested, I could easily record one. So reach out and let me know. That's something I could do. All right, so self-compassion, as we've discussed, is a powerful tool 
and it can transform the way we live our lives. By treating ourselves with kindness, understanding and acceptance, we can break free from the cycle of self-criticism and learn to embrace our imperfections with love and acceptance. If you're struggling with the stresses of everyday life, self-compassion can help you find greater resilience, motivation and well-being. So why not give it a try? Cultivating self-compassion may just be the key to unlocking a happier, healthier and more fulfilling life for you. As always, any links I've mentioned are in the show notes and I have included a link to the self-compassion quiz which you can so you can um, see where you're at. And that wraps it up for another show. So that's episode 20. That's the last in season two. So we'll be back in a couple of weeks with season three. Who'd have thunk it? Um, as always, make sure that you are subscribed so you don't miss out on any of these episodes. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review as it helps people to find the podcast. And that's all from me. Bye for now.